investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends and opportunities to help you create long-term wealth through smart property decisions. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 54 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. So one of the most common questions that um, we get asked over the years is, where should I buy an investment property? Um, and it, for re- for very good reason, and there's a there's also a very good reason why one of the most common property sayings is location, location, location. And it's because it's the most important. So asking that question is a, is a very good starting point. Um, so I thought today we could have a look at what makes a good investment property and why. what are some of the characteristics that the best investment locations and suburbs have in common um, and why you should focus on those. So we'll go through them in dot point form and just uh, and I'll have a, some commentary around each of them. But first up, it's trying to identify what are the strong capital growth drivers. And if you've listened to this podcast on a regular basis, you'll have heard me mentioned um, the underlying land value as being one of the key strong drivers. And that's certainly something that most of these suburbs have in common. Land is definitely at a premium in these locations. It's very hard to come by and certainly not easily accessible. So uh, it's certainly something that it will drive the growth because it isn't easily to, um, to access uh, and people want to be there. The second element to drive capital growth is um, the scarcity value around the property. Um, and this is obviously, as we've spoken about before, um, a property that has got strong demand but is in limited supply. So it's not necessarily something that's in unusual. In fact, it's a, a scarce property is generally something that's fairly common within its property type um, and is well recognised but highly sought after. And the fact that it doesn't, it does have a limited supply, generally means that um, the demand is quite strong for that type of property. And then the third aspect that we um, that we look for from a, a strong capital growth perspective is to have multifaceted demand. Um, so in that fact, we're looking for properties that are or locations that are uh, attractive to more than just one buyer profile. So we're looking for properties or locations that are going to be attractive to home buyers, um, perhaps families, that type of thing, or something that might be attractive to a downsizer or someone who's increasing um, the size of their home investors and renters alike. So if you've got property that's going to tick a few of those boxes and, and a number of those different buyer profiles or renters, that's going to certainly help for, from a competition perspective to drive growth. So they're really important factors from, and, and a lot of the high quality suburbs have these, these aspects in common. The next um, thing that's really important and, and a lot of these uh, suburbs will uh, include is the, the level of infrastructure and services that they offer. So public transport is obviously a big thing in and around Melbourne, um, and there's a reason why uh, the, um, the state governments in recent years have been trying to expand on that because it's, um, it can be limited around the train side of things, so they're trying to open that up a bit more. So being accessible to trains, to trams, to buses, that sort of thing is really, really important, particularly to families or those that need to get in and out of the city from an employment point of view. Um, but it isn't just about getting in and out of the CBD. As we've seen over the pandemic period, um, employment changes, people can work from home, but being accessible to public transport to get to entertainment um, facilities is really important as well. So that might be to be able to access your local um, village, or it might be to get to the local football or, or basketball or soccer or whatever um, entertainment you might be focusing on over a weekend. 
Another important service that's um, that people are looking for and that um, good quality suburbs will always have in and around um, particularly Melbourne is education facilities. So not just primary, secondary and tertiary, although they are very important and not just private, but really good quality public um, education is important as well. So having a good access to those, particularly if your property is um, going to be strong in the family home market, um, that's going to be a, uh, an important attribute for, uh, for these suburbs to have. Um, another thing that's really important um, and is highly sought after from a, uh, a Melbourneian point of view um, is public open space. Now, there's a reason our licence plates for a long time were called, uh, named us as the Garden State because it is um, very important to Victorians. Um, so being close to parks, um, if you're fortunate enough to be bayside to, towards the beaches or even if it's ovals or, or local um, boutique garden areas, it's, it's that public open space has become even more of a premium during the pandemic time as people have wanted to be able to get outside and they really value being able to, um, to venture out and, and use that space to their advantage. Having a local village nearby is really sought after and the, the village lifestyle that um, Melbourne particularly offers um, has become even more um, developed in recent times as, as we continue to gentrify and a lot of the old little um, shopping strips that became a little run down through the 80s and 90s are becoming rejuvenated as more cafes and that cafe culture continu continues to develop through the suburbs. So people really value having that access to that local um, cafe strip, but also a local village. And so that's areas like in the inner city, areas like Rathdown Village in North Carlton or perhaps Burke Road in Camberwell or Ormond, Esp Ormond Road in, uh, in Elwood. They're all valued local villages. Employment opportunities are really important. So having a hospital nearby can be a really good thing. Um, if you look at, say, some of the inner suburbs around Flemington, Kensington, Brunswick, um, that type of a, a location, very accessible to Parkville and very accessible to, to numerous hospitals in and around that area. So from an investment point of view, there's there's strong demand from a tenancy point of view. So that, that's a really good area from an employment point of view. Um, good access in and around South Yarra and Paran to St Kilda Road um, and the Alfred Hospital. So there's good opportunities from an employment perspective there as well. So that's the sort of thing that we're looking for. Um, and then obviously specific features of, of certain suburbs, and this will vary from suburb to suburb, but things that will really um, draw people to that suburb. So it might be um, if you're down around the Bayside areas, obviously the beach can be a real, really strong draw card for people. But if, if you're in the inner northern suburbs, suburbs like Fitzroy and Collingwood, um, the pub culture is very popular there, whereas it may not be um, and being close in close proximity to to a local pub in certain suburbs around Melbourne may be seen as a as a negative. In an area like Fitzroy Collingwood, if you've got a really good local pub nearby, um, it's highly sought after and people really value that. So understanding what the features of that suburb might be and, and being drawn to that can be can be just as um, just as valuable. Okay, so the next one, next aspect that um, is really important and a lot of these quality suburbs have is um, a consistent housing style. Now that doesn't mean that it um, has to be Victorian or Edwardian, but it's got a, a very consistent or a very specific style and, and something that the suburb is known for. So that could be, as I said, the, the, um, the more period style, but it could be more mid-century or, or modern, um, which uh, is what people are looking for in that area. And if you're then able to notice that the streetscapes are consistent with that architectural style, that's highly regarded by a lot of people as well. Um, or it might not just be about the, um, the style of property. It might actually be 
um, the housing type itself. So, for instance, Collingwood and Fitzroy are very well known and, and well regarded for their warehouse type apartments. So former industrial buildings that have been very well converted to uh, residential accommodation and are highly sought after. Um, or the terrace houses that Carlton and Fitzroy offer, or if you move out into the, the suburbs, areas like Reservoir, where you get really high-quality uh, mid-century type architecture that's, um, that's sought after there too. Or you go down to suburbs like Elwood, where the, um, the bayside culture of having a, a really nice, good-sized mid-century uh, apartment can be, um, can be highly sought too. So understanding the, the style of housing and, and having a, co- a consistent style for that suburb is well-regarded and, and well-sought after as well. And then the final one is having reasonable proximity to the CBD. Now that probably dropped off a little bit in the last couple of years where um, there was a lack of ability and a lack of need to get in and out of the city, but that's certainly starting to change again and people are needing and wanting to get in and out, whether it's for employment or whether it's just for entertainment purposes. I mean, the arts precinct, the sporting facilities that Melbourne offers, and obviously the, um, the food culture that we have here, people do want to get in and out of the city to be able to, to maximise that. So having good access to the CBD, whether that's being able to walk, if you're fortunate enough to have property in and around the East Melbourne, Carlton, Fitzroy, Parkville, South Melbourne type locations, um, or whether it's just accessibility by public transport, it's, um, it's highly valued. Having that sort of proximity and that accessibility will increase tenancy demand, um, it's higher pressure on land values because it, land is at absolutely at a premium in those locations. It's not readily available. Um, so there's there's more demand for that. Uh, so that's where people will really want to and will really value. And you will get a far greater cross-section, taking you back to the, the points we made earlier around the multifaceted demand. Um, you'll get a wider variety of, of interested um, occupants of that property, whether they be purchasers or tenants, um, which will certainly help from a growth point of view, which is obviously the um, the objective of, of buying property, uh, well, buying investment properties in the first instance. So um, the thing, the really important factors that we've that I've discussed today to, to keep in mind is that there is a wide level of um, aspects of buying property and of location that need to be taken into account. And not every property is going to be a 10 out of 10. But if you can hit as many of the, the points mentioned today as possible when looking to purchase an investment property, that will really help because it will keep your um, your buy profile and your tenancy profile a, w- a lot wider and keep the demand um keep the demand strong for you. So don't try and hit everything because no property is going to be 10 out of 10 and neither is a location, but try and hit as many of them as you possibly can. Okay, so that's about it for today. Thanks for joining me for episode 54 of the Rewarding Property Decisions podcast. As always, please feel free to share the podcast far and wide with friends, family, colleagues. Um, and if you'd like to uh, to get further information on making rewarding property decisions, please visit the website wakeland.com.au and we wish you all the best with your property decisions.